Okay, well, first of all, um, when you get involved with a project such as Moon Knight, uh, what is one of the first things that you, what is one of the first things you, you do when it comes to preparing for something like this? Um, I would say like every project, you kind of, you know, want to bring your best. And, and when Oscar Isaac asked me about working on the project, I just thought of, of references that I could bring, visual references for this type of character and personality disorders and things like that. And then just not knowing a lot about it, I, I was researching and we had lots of characters and different actors and day players and doubles. So I, I was busy. It was a I mean, I really had to think, how are we going to double all this twinning and doubling of Stephen Mark and stunt doubles and photo doubles? It, it was um, kind of a lot, actually. Mm -hmm. Because of the fact that this is based on a character from another visual medium, is, did you look at some a specific era of Moon Knight comics, or did you look at the comics at all when it came to what Steve and Mark, uh, what the character would look like in live action? Um, you know, I did. I, I did get a couple of the, of the comic books. And, and you know, like you do, you look at all kinds of, of reference and, and resources. What I thought was interesting, you know, and I did use the bandage on his nose, which came from the comic book. So there's a lot of things you borrow and elements. Um, scattered throughout whether it's on the show and so the comic books were a great point for me and you know characters that popped up i mean whether it was scarlet scarab or you know different characters that play within um but you know i think you have to also make it your own too and just mm -hmm. use different elements and and that was it for me yeah uh what were were there any particular things i mean you you mentioned uh you mentioned uh talking about differing between the the separate characters of uh, Steve and Mark, what were, how, how much did you approach doing that in a way that would be obvious versus making it much more subtle? Well, I, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm a less is more kind of guy and it's the type of projects I work on because it's based in reality. And I thought Steve and Mark was very much based it is anchored in a certain reality that are, you're not sure. And, you know, he, he is the same person. I think people mm -hmm. would ask me, like, oh, what's his makeup change going to be like? I'm like, well, he's not going to suddenly have, you know, have, grow a beard. I mean, it's mm -hmm. in the course of a day or two days. So I was very careful. Stephen, for me, has a kind of jet lag, sweaty, sickly, you know, his pallor, his skin tone is different. He's got dark circles under his eyes. But he's the same guy, right? And it's psychological on a lot of levels. And I think the audience pick up that there's some subtle changes, you know, little, you know, we did hair and makeup changes and, but I think everything's believable. And that's what mattered mm. to me. Um, you have all the, the larger than life with other things within the world of Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, obviously you, you do want to anchor this in a certain reality, but with, Obviously, with something like the Marvel Universe, there's also going to be a lot of fantasy in this as well. Uh, when you're approaching going into that, 
Um, do you do you kind of feel like there's room for a more stylish approach as well, or is it just something where you very much want to keep it grounded? Well, I think that there was room. We had moments, you know, certainly uh, a couple things. I mean, certainly with the Harrow character, I think was a little bit, you know, could be perceived as a little over the top. You know, the way his, the way you see him in the beginning is a little bit not quite my my style, uh, but it worked. You know, it was a bit cliche maybe, um, but I liked it. I thought it was good. The whole, the costume, the hair, all of it was a little bit, you know, but sometimes you do have to kind of step out and, and it worked because then we had somewhere to go in, mm. I guess it was Asylum in episode five, which is one of my favorites, or we had, uh, you know, characters that are sort of zombie-like where we did more traditional kind of makeups that you see in, in uh, kind of uh, horror movies. So yeah, I think we did uh, do some things that were not something I would normally be be working with. When when you're dealing with, I mean, so so much of so so much of what we come to know about these projects as far as the Marvel universe is there's there's obviously a lot that goes into them in terms of. CGI versus practical effects. What is yeah? What is what is one of the things that you try to do in order to make sure, in order to make sure that a lot of what we're seeing on screen is practical makeup and hairstyling versus oh, we'll just do it in a computer later and mm. performance capture. Well, this was really a. Uh, uh you know, uh, a collaboration with, I mean, obviously there's a tremendous amount of, of visual effects and the cinematography that our, our team, the whole team did so much great work. And we really were part of, of telling a story that you take a perfect, you know, match of costume, makeup, hair, visual effects, and everybody just doing doubles, twinning, that took a lot of work, a lot of elements. And what the guys did in the end, Sean Faden and the whole visual effects, and that's the MCU universe. What they do in VFX is kind of groundbreaking in a lot of respects. But um, the makeup does matter. It's got to be practical in the sense that you've got to make people up and do the hair and wigs that you believe in profile and over-the-shoulder shots are practical in camera, that you believe that's the back of Oscar Isaac, because plenty mm -hmm. of movies you don't see that. Um, so, yeah, let, you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, the devil's in the details, right? Um, and then the magic that everybody does and the final product between, I'd say, cinematography and, and visual effects and, and in post is kind of incredible. But it mm. took a lot of people to get us there. Yeah. Uh, what, are, what, are some of the, what are some of the challenges that come into working on a project of this scale? I mean, even though it's a, it's a TV series, it's for Disney+, Plus, but it still has a very cinematic feel to it. Um, in which case it's not unlike, you know, your previous work in something like Blade Runner 2049. Uh, what, what is, what is one of the challenges on working on a project with this scale? Well, I think, you know, uh, you, well, you learn a lot. Every project's different and unique and it's, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Uh, I thought that for me, like I've said, the, the twinning and the doubles are very difficult because, People have expectation. How do you recreate Oscar Isaac, you know, who's incredibly great in this performance, but 
how do you make people believe the more in my team who did you know really good work on this because the more you do a double and get the makeup right or the hair right they go well can't you make it even closer that becomes a challenge uh, where you think well what do you want it's not the same person but the more you do it or you do contact lenses or you get a great wig that really looks like oscar isaac from the back mm-hmm. people want even more so the expectation and the the bar is so high now in what we do i think people forget you are still making movies and television there is a certain there are limitations so i think for that it's it's very difficult in what we do mm-hmm. what what is the um what are some of the differences in working in television now, I mean, because again, this is nominally a television show versus working in television, say, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, to be honest, I had not worked in television in many years. I started in TV, like most people do, and moved into feature films, which is where I made my living and, and very happily for many, many years. And of course, the business changes and and sometimes you you go back to where you started. And so I was excited about it. I wasn't hesitant. I thought uh, streaming, well, it's where it's at, isn't it? That's where the work is. It's where uh, the budgets to do the craft, the, what you love to do, um, was kind of great. Also, I hire a lot of my crew or newer people in the business. You don't have that luxury on some films. You really have to get senior experienced people. On this, I was able to, to bring some newer people onto my team. So it's, it's a great luxury. TV is a great learning, uh, it's a great training ground for people as well. We had people on this crew who had never or been very new to television and films in the hair and makeup, well, in a lot of departments. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great, it's great to be able to do that and have the budget and Marvel are very particularly good with that. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Have a nice day. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.